0: Hey, good morning. It's early. I'm here on campus, preparing for our executive, corporate headshots with my wonderful friend and photographer Marcus Red, and uh, I'm preparing <laughs> craft services now. I'm preparing the part where people can take the shine off their faces or have a mirror to look in at themselves, although there's a restroom down the way, and things like that, and he's moving his car right now, so we got here at the same time, everything is working the way it's supposed to be, except I forgot to sell security, but I God I know them all, and uh, yeah, so that's how, we, how we're doing this today, um, I am praying everybody's set up, We have over 60 people. Everybody's set up in 15-minute increments, and I am praying that people will come on time (laughs) and do what they're supposed to do. And you work with me on that one, okay? Because what happens is, and I know this happens to me too, a lot of times I'm on campus, and I have to go cover something at a certain time, and I'll look, and it's 1.15, I gotta go at 1.30. And it's 120. The next thing I know, it's 128. (laughs) You know, because you get involved with whatever it is you're doing. So, um, just wanted to wish you all a great day. And hope that we have success. Get some great images. We have a new website we're about to launch. And um, I have lip gloss for the men. Because, you know, they they don't want to bring things. Then I have some snacks for the photographer and I. This session goes all the way to 4.30 today and 9 to 4.30 tomorrow. So you can imagine it's an all-day, er-day thing until this is completed. So um, if you have any tips, feel free to shoot them to me. Um, I've done a lot of shoots and things like that, but never this many people in such a short period of time. So that's why I'm short-winded today. Hasta la bye-bye. Hey, good morning. Wow, was that a long day or what? It is so cold in L.A. I had to have the heater on as I'm preparing for work. But I know when I get to work, it's going to be even more busy than yesterday. What we did was we scheduled headshots uh, sessions with the photographer in 15-minute increments. And what we found out, because we're shooting doctors and administrators and executives, faculty members, and so, and, and a lot of the doctors that we're shooting are Ph.D. researcher types, and they're not, you know, they probably haven't had a headshot since five years ago or whatever. And so it makes people, some people, very uncomfortable, very self-conscious, and um, and I saw a lot about People and just what they think of themselves, the nervous jokes they make, all kinds of things. Some people had fun, they came in, and the girls were primping each other, women I should say, and the, the guys were, you know, looking better than I'd ever seen them. They had on their, their best suits and they were just uh, looking good. Others were borrowing white coats from people and, you know, coming in just a shirt. I mean, I've seen them at work dress better. I don't know why they decided to come to a photo shoot with an iron shirt, you know. So I don't know. It it was uh, very enlightening. And today we go for round two and it's going to be even busier. And the reason why is because when we realized we padded too much time, I started calling. We had a waiting list. So I started calling people who had asked to, you know, be considered, and said, "Hey, but you know, you can't really get a, day, a call on the same day and ask somebody to come to a photo shoot unless they're close enough to go home and get dressed. Usually, you got to get your hair done, a line up if you're a man, you know, something." So we did get a few people to come, and those were not the people we called. These people were prepared, and they came looking kind of um, casual, I'll say. But then somehow when they got into the photo session, they stood up and they s- threw their shoulders back and, and that little wrinkly collar just wasn't even an issue. The lighting took care of it. And some people just commanded the camera while others, you know, were were so busy looking at the camera or us and trying to figure out. What we were doing, that it was written all over their face like, hurry up, I don't want to be here. And so that comes across on camera as well. So anyway, it was what a big news day that we missed yesterday. The whole Amorosa thing being out at the White House. Now, how she got... Drag. I heard she was dragged out. Then I heard her rebuttal this morning saying no, she wasn't dragged out. I heard she was fired, and then this morning the president was like, no, she wasn't fired. You know, so I don't know what's really going on in a saving face today. And um, and then the other thing was uh, uh, Tavis Smiley, and I was like, what the heck is going on here? So I'm not saying. All I'm saying is that's kind of two two odd stories that happened on one day. And uh, so anyway, um, I just want to thank our photographer, Marcus Red, Marcus Red Media Works. He was so patient and so willing. We had one person who came and she wanted to change into this from her white coat to her suit jacket to her this. And, and then she didn't want that. I mean, she was just like, she took all this time. And then at the end, she said, I don't want you to use my pictures. And we were like, what? (laughs) Just need to go all of that time. So today, yesterday, uh, our dean sent out an email saying, call and make your appointment. And we've been booked. And like I said, we had a waiting list. But because we knew we had more time, I've been saying, "Okay, well, come on, or call me first, and let me know. Because there were some times we were sitting there with nothing, we, we were shooting each other, you know? So anyway, I'm expecting the onslaught because a lot of people will know this is the last day. And so they may come and I, I just wanna make sure those who have appointments are taken care of first because they responded to the email and did what they were supposed to do. So when is it time for you to get a headshot? I think you know that would be a wonderful gift to the family because if the last shot you took was at least 10 years ago, it's time. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's time. And don't worry about being younger and cuter then. It's time. Can't let the day pass without saying to my dad, Happy birthday. No, he's not going to hear this. He's in the ether somewhere. He's out there in the next realm. He passed away back in 1975. His passing changed my life. I am born and raised in was born and raised in New Jersey and I went to sc- undergrad in upstate New York. Both were cold. And so I said, well, if I'm going to be stuck somewhere getting my master's, it's going to be in a warm climb. And it was, I chose everything warm and wound up going to USC. But. I'll never forget how it seemed so bleak after I graduated college. My father had been sick throughout a lot of my, the, the four years, I would drop everything and run to Virginia and be by his side, and this particular time he got sick, I um, was working in a dress shop after graduation. Pissed beyond all passivity because I had a college degree and I didn't go away to come back to work in the dress shop and be the first black person to work there. And that was supposed to be something. I was like, No, my mother, by the way, kept this store afloat. She would go, she loved going to this particular store in our hometown, but they were very, they never had anybody black working there. Okay. But black folks spent their money there. And so when I was hired, they were like, oh, this is a big deal. I need a, I needed a college degree to become a sales clerk. Good night. Anyway, I was upset, okay? And because, uh, first of all, I am not fashion forward. And so me working in a dress store was just like, "Ugh, God, what the heck is going on? And also, um... I I wanted I had been accepted to USC, but they sent me a letter saying there was no money at all for me to attend, that they wouldn't help me. And so on August 20th, my father passed away. We got a, a phone call, and my sister, since I had this new job, she went this time. And when she called me back, she told me it was too late, and I could not believe the words she was telling me. My father, you know, I knew he was sick and all, but dying, that was not part of it. And then that entered me into a club, which more and more of my friends every day on Facebook, somebody's posting about their father, and it's a club you really don't want to be part of. I loved, we loved our father. He he had a problem with uh, alcohol, and uh, but he was the life of the party, you know. <laughs> he was very talented. He was a writer, piano player. All of this he always had a good camera from when he was in the service, and he took wonderful photos of us uh as a kid as kids and um Now, look at who's taking pictures anyway, today is my father's birthday, and um when my sister told me he passed, my uncle, who lived out here in California, doesn't like to fly, so he drove across country. And at the uh, services and everything that was in Virginia, all that, my father, my family is from Virginia. And so um, I ran back to Jersey. I, I, my, I saw my uncle, who I did not know. He lived in California. I had not seen him. He might have known me as a kid. I did not remember him. And I said, but, but we all always knew who they were, because anybody who moves to California becomes an instant celebrity. Anyway, I asked him, I said, can I come and live with you? And, um, and then maybe I can find a way to attend USC. I can work my way, whatever. So he called his wife, and she said, sure. And that was the first of many wonderful things my wonderful Aunt Thelma did for me. And so I ran back to New Jersey, well, in a car. And uh, as we pulled into my drive, there was the postman walking up the walk. He had a letter from USC. It said, there's been a computer error. And I had all this money to go to USC. So it was amazing how my father's passing (laughs) set in motion not only my trip out to California, but all the other stuff that happened. That was in 1979. This is 2017. And I've been here ever since. I met a man who's, you know, third generation, Angelino. My kids are fourth generation. I thought they were, you know, Jersey kids. They were like, nah, we're from California. <laughs> you know. So I've been here longer than I've been anywhere now. I don't know why I telling you that story, other than to say, Happy birthday, Daddy, you have had such an influence on our lives. We love you and we miss you. And hopefully soon, one of these days, we'll be able to be together again. Take good care. Well, I'm here at school and about to tackle all these headshots today. I'm not the photographer I'm working with, Marcus Red, who is. Today I am the assistant. Today I'm the one who gets them ready, looks at the pictures, makes sure there's no lint, there's no spinach in the teeth there's there's um i powder them up with the translucent powder and uh make sure there's no shine and right now i'm trying to plug in my electric car but the doctor there's another doctor here who has electric car he's already plugged in he's always told me just go ahead if you see it in because all i'm doing is topping it off so i'm like okay but what if this is the one night that he didn't uh, plug in and he's only plugging in here but I'm low and I need to go ahead and plug in so that's what I'm gonna do and uh, I wanted to just tell you about a conversation I had in the meantime I hope I'm not making too much noise but anyway um, so today's dad's birthday and I call my mom who's 90 in Virginia And I was talking to her on the phone. My sister's there with her. And she has some Alzheimer's going on or something. And uh, so I'm talking to her. And I said, Ma, do you know what today is? And uh, I said, it's December 14th. Whose birthday is? And she said, oh, it's your father's. And I was like, "Whoa, she remembered!" Because we haven't talked about Dad in a long time and um so anyway i was very happy to hear that and uh and she was very conversational today and everything was going along well and those of you who have someone you kind of already know that uh you can be having a conversation and then they'll take a left turn so she was like Well, I just got back last night from going to see mother, meaning her mother, who died years ago. And she said, I'm down here. Now, she's living at her house. My sister lives with her. She says, I'm down here visiting your sister. And, uh, you know, she starts telling me this whole story about how much stuff she's accumulated and how she has all this stuff in her car. And, uh Going back, I don't know. She's been packing for months now, uh, anticipating going back to New Jersey. And you know, that's not going to happen. A, her house has been sold. And B, uh, she cannot live alone, and nobody's going to go move to New Jersey and buy a new house so that she can be there. None of her friends are still there. And it's, and it's, this is what happens, you know, when you talk to people who have uh, issues with time, memory, and things like that. I love my mother. She was such a b- brilliant woman. She, she was a librarian and she fed our love for books. My sisters and I are voracious readers. And uh, it's just really. I'm fortunate to see this dreaded disease take over her life like this. I hate it. And, um, and then I hate what it does because somebody has to be with her. My mother lives way up in the country. So my sister, who is living in Miami Beach, Florida, <laughs> you know, is now her life from running back and forth to the beach with her grandson and all that kind of stuff has become a whole different thing. So it's, it's one of those diseases, and I just wish, I hope and pray that you never have anyone, any loved one that has to go through this. They call it the long goodbye, and um, it's because it takes a long time. It do, they don't just die right away, and, and then they become a danger to themselves, and Uh, But anyway, the nurse was coming in, so that's one good thing, because my sister was struggling by herself. So she finally got some help from the insurance people, and now this visiting nurse comes, and she tries to get my mother together. God is good, and I just pray for her. She is a wonderful person. I'm so glad she's my mother, and that he was my father. Love you. Bye.